0: What's up, everyone? This is the King Rock Podcast. This is your host Billy Beans, and we got an awesome guest this week again. Um, Kevin Coogan, dude, how are you doing, man?
1: Awesome. It is Keith, and it happens. Oh my a lot. god! How did oh, Dude. So wow. It's, no, no, it's fine. I'm upset because of Hemsworth oh, in damn. Ghostbusters 2016. You know, he's such a Kevin, and it's fine. It's a K name. Dude. The same number of letters, it's all fine. It's even, it's fine. it even says it right
0: here on my thing. And not only that, but I've seen, I've watched like seven of your movies this week.
1: Cameraman on Dude. movies with the call Dude. sheet on the film magazine right here. They put it there so yeah. they can lift up from the IP, go one, two, three. Okay, number seven, uh. Uh, Kevin, whatever. They'll still call me Kevin. It's fine. Dude, I'm I love sitting it. here. Oh, this you're blushing. Whole, you're
0: absolutely I, blushing. Oh man, I feel I, <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, don't fuck anything up. Don't fuck anything up. And that's like the worst thing you can fuck up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. My face is so red right now. It's yeah, so man. Great. I'm
1: gonna leave it in, dude. Fuck it. You know. Let's, so let's my, roll. But well, my real name's Baby Boy. So I was born Baby Boy. No shit. Mitch. Yeah. Wow. I was gonna be put up for adoption. And uh, then changed to uh, Keith uh, oh, wow. a couple weeks later. So, yeah,
0: crazy, crazy. Yeah,
1: Kugan's a whole. Yeah, Kugan. I don't think I'm legally Coogan anywhere. Yeah. No. that's my stage name.
0: Okay, now your your grandfather was a he was Kugan. He was um Uncle Fester, correct? In the yes. Adams family.
1: And today, uh, February sixth is the um. See, it came out in 1921, so that would make it. 103 yeah 103rd anniversary of the kid with charlie chaplin being released oh wow which was Chaplin's first feature and my grandfather's big break wow and uh yeah that
0: uh that's crazy that was, so
1: today's a big day for the coogan family definitely
0: uh, yeah <laughs> at least i got the last name right man i i'm so
1: i can't believe oh no i, I that get so uh much. you know your grandfather's great and little rascals um, he's, you know, didn't he direct like a Superman? I'm like, that's Jackie Cooper. No. Wow. But the condolences were nice when he died. Yeah. You know, he was a great man. He'll be missed. Now that was my grandfather died in 1984, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to get confused with Danny Bonaducci all the time. What? And that, I don't know, that really unnerved me. I was oh, like, I don't. Yeah.
0: I used to listen to his radio show, man. He's entertaining, but I would not want to be mistaken for him at all. <laughs> no but so if anyone who's watching that doesn't know who you are i mean they've got to be crazy you're in let's see you started in what fox and the hound disney movie correct and then i mean you've had
1: so many yeah i mean so i started yeah. commercials in 75 in sag card in 76 guest appearances on tv shows yeah um fox and the hound was let's see we started in 78 and okay. it came out in 81 oh wow um my only voiceover, but, uh, but a big, uh, yeah, for features, that was the first. Yeah. Although my family being showbiz people, they said it didn't count because it was what? animated. In my oh. yeah. they're Like that doesn't count. I mean, but, you were on, like yeah, Fox every- and- yeah. dude, You're running by Fox. So big. Like you're on your way to hand off a baton in a race. That's, I mean, Oh no, no, no. I get blown away every once in a
0: while. I have a whole, like a whole list of, so, okay. You were on like every TV show, a uh, Knight Rider. You, I mean, you name it, dude. All the cool fucking shows from the eighties and seventies, you were on it, dude. And I, I remember seeing you on there and then Fox and the Hound. So now you okay. Look, this is crazy. You were on there with Corey Feldman, right? Yeah. Corey Feldman was in Stand By Me with Will Wheaton. You were in Toy Soldiers with Will Wheaton. And then you were in Adventures in Babysitting with... And I cannot think of his name, but the neighbor, your, your, the neighbor friend, he's in a Star Trek. Will Wheaton is in a Star Trek. It's all like there's a whole lot of intertwined cool shit going on, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: I, and, oh, I'm, and I'm surprised uh, you're not on a John, Star Trek.
1: John Aston's dad and, and my grandfather yes, were both Adam family. family. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I was going to bring um, Will, that up. Will
1: and I did... Uh, Three things together. We did Python, 130 feet of terror. Oh, nice! Uh, and we did an episode of Tales from the Crypt, which oh, was great. Yeah, us yeah, yeah, In yeah, our yeah, underwear, yeah. crawling around, yeah, cleaning people's shoes, their toothbrushes. Um, and I had Jason London, Courtney Gaines, David DeLuise, uh shit. Kevin Dillon, Brian Kraus. I'm forgetting someone. Um, Will, yeah, Will Wheaton, yeah. Meredith challenger yeah. It's a hell of an episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. That was that was a fucking killer show. That was really cool. And now they got like a whole bunch of shows like that. That was kind of groundbreaking for the time. It was like a kind of like a Twilight Zone meets like.
1: Here is the something. weird wraparound. Include reboot. James Island Bob reboot. So. Yeah. I mean, eventually they be sitting with Vincent Donofrio playing Thor. Yes. <laughs> I'd also too. do uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yes. So then Kevin Smith has me in reboot. And I do a derivation of like dishes are done, man line. Yeah. I, You know, fishes are done, man, because they're out of as Swedish as fish. <laughs> at the end of the movie, Kevin Smith has Chris Hemsworth come out as a hologram, and he's telling people at the autograph convention, you know, which, and it's, um, over the credits. Yeah. Kind of the, you know, Hal Ashby style. Um, and, uh, um, he said at the end he goes you know i don't care you go left go right oh, okay and His thick accent yeah oh, and he goes yeah. yeah i'm getting paid anyway he's i gotta go to the airport dishes are done man <laughs> so you had thor uh-huh chris hemsworth saying a keith coogan line yet he also related back to the first thor with vincent d'onofrio and me and of the Bay, it was weird and that's so maybe crazy. it's just me i was lucky enough to work a bit but there yeah. it's um, what what do we call it? Synchromisticism. Yeah. and uh, there's certain actors that will appear in certain color themes, or mm. be in certain locations, have certain character names over and over again, mm-hmm. work with the same actors, be in the same kind of scenarios, and um,
0: or kind of like where you, like Tom Cruise is running in every movie, or like um, yeah, Tom Hanks is peeing in every movie. They have like this. Certain, is he? Yeah, it's weird. Force. Gump. He didn't drink about
1: okay, yeah. Dr. Peppers. He's peeing in Apollo 13. He's yeah. peeing in Castaway. He's peeing in... Money Pit. course, Gump. He pees in Money Pit, of yeah. course. <laughs> Bachelor Party.
0: Yeah, Bachelor Party. I th- he. There's got to be a pee scene in there.
1: He, I think he's peeing in every, a, like every movie. <laughs> there's a great pee scene in there, but I don't remember if Tom Hanks is in it. Um,
0: Bachelor Party. Well, now, that movie was like... The burbs. That's crazy. Got to yeah.
1: see if he's a piece in the burbs. Huh. That's an yeah. interesting theory.
0: Yeah. There's a, they We're watching a Masters, lot of theories like that.
1: Masters of the Air uh, right now, produced by Tom Hanks. And oh, nice. Aaron Austin Butler, produced by Spielberg. And I was like, Did, is Tom Hanks on the set with Austin Butler? And he's like, I want to produce a show with this kid. would <laughs> terrible I, Hank's impression.
0: Austin Butler still seems like he's... Um, He's still like the Elvis character almost. Or maybe that's I, at him. At first,
1: I felt he was dropping it. Yeah, but yeah, he's just cool. Yeah, he, he's I think like that's I, what it is. I, I don't want to say Steve McQueen cool because Steve McQueen um, put off that he didn't care if you thought he was cool or not. Mm-hmm. Austin Butler is just trying to look cool. Yeah. And that's fine too, but I mean he's really he's very good at it, yeah, yeah but I think that Steve McQueen could also be silly in a way that or want to get rid of that image, he'd think, ah, oh, that's ridiculous, I think, and that makes him cooler
0: <laughs> yeah how but is is, it that, that, the, is that a good show
1: masters of the air yeah
0: i I mean everything apple okay. plus has done is done for me i've I'm in love with all their shows,
1: sure yeah sure um and a lot of Apple Plus has a kind of look, a kind of color grading. Yeah. It's a little darker. It's mm-hmm. kind of serious. The poster, art's very serious. The You know, there's a lot of heavy themes in a lot of it.
2: Yeah.
1: And I want to actually say best of the Air, I thought it was going to be like the Pacific or um, Band of Brothers mm. or, you know, um, Private Ryan. Yeah. I gonna it's another war, the same kind of thing. And right away, in the first five minutes, I saw three shots I've never seen before on screen. Oh shit! The type you're like, oh wow, this is stunning, and wow. it just sucks you right in. And then, um, yeah, we're both loving it. It's I'm, it's I'm, you know it's,
0: I'm putting it in my. They now. haven't even
1: introduced the girl yet. I think we're on episode two, and they've <laughs> only shown a little picture of her. I'm like, well, there's going to be an episode where the girl's in it, but yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so far. Awesome. It's just the guys flying. <laughs> really good, good, good show. Yeah, man, really good. Show. I'm always right. Grandfather flew glider, glider pilot in Burma. Uh, the oh,
2: wow. uh,
1: chinda, uh, general wingate uh chinda campaign burma campaign and uh would pack these gliders with um troops yeah and sometimes jeeps and stuff could go in them and uh they get towed up in and fly at night uh
2: uh-huh.
1: cross enemy lines <laughs> land in the jungle and get out and build an airstrip wow. that's what my did in the war. So I That's could, I can't even it. relate. I'm watching this show, and they actually show a lot of the ground crew and what it takes. And I'm like, "Oh, I had no idea." My wife is like, is "This stuff your grandfather did." And I'm like, "Oh no, no, he didn't. His plane didn't even have an engine."
0: Wow, <laughs> that was stealth before stealth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were doing like hot air balloons and shit, like way back in the day too, like Civil War and stuff like that. It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> Who'd want to get caught? In a hot air balloon, just floating around a bunch of guys with uh, muskets and stuff like that. I don't know.
1: Well, they did a the war horse. They should have like war pigeons with like the humming pigeons. Yeah. You know, and the guys that take care of them. It's like, no, Clarice, no, come back. <laughs> I think they did an animated you know, feature I like that.
0: Yeah. I'm <laughs> pretty sure they did an animated feature like that.
1: We got you more pigeons. It's not the same. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. How on. many of you
1: watch a lot of movies?
0: Oh, I watch. That's all I do is watch movies and TV. That's all I do, and I love it. I, I I'm very picky about my movies, but then I also have like um like a very nostalgic kind of taste to some of my movies too. Like I just watched Downhill Willie that which you were in, and I'm like, oh my god, such a classic!
1: Really to watch it at work,
0: it's one of those classic '90s um like oh the you know like we gotta save the we gotta save the ski school or you know how are we gonna do it and then there's a competition and it it all kind of works itself i love i fucking love those kind of movies dude
1: and you it's Thank pretty this we got david mitchell to direct who is yeah. the orson wells of ski school ski school 2 hot dog the movie those kinds of movies oh he was he did all we those did. We did 16 days of principal photography uh-huh. and 60 days of second unit footage for skiing. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> all in Whistler. Uh, it was awesome, man. That was fun. What well, downhill Willie was so much fun to make.
0: Yeah. How is it? How is that being a lead in a movie? Like,
1: um, the huh, uh, first night we're uh you know everyone's settled at the hotel and we're all in this big table in one of the taverns and having a few drinks and um like, it's gonna be so fun they're like you can't wait to hit the slopes and i said no mm. no you got you wait until you're wrapped you do not <laughs> yeah. you break your leg you pause filming for a day i'll murder yeah. you yeah right i'll go to production office i'll get your home address don't you dare and i would totally look i'm do not get hurt doing this thing we're working on a project you know, party all you want, everything, but know your lines. Yeah. We did have incidences of people that may not have been as prepared as they could have been, (laughs) but it's also a ski movie that at one point was called ski nuts. Oh, like ski hard. Oh, and the other time it was called ski hard, like die hard. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Three different titles, depending on which like province of Canada that it was released in. It was so crazy. (laughs) Um, cool, stacy keenan yes stacy loves Keenan. yes and stacy's still cool. so sorry about the whole thing with the meeting at the restaurant down at uh i missed her in the lobby i was waiting for her and yeah. she was already in the restaurant waiting for me for 20 minutes uh, so finally i go into the restaurant and i'm like dude i was waiting by the elevator she's like i'm in the other wing she came in a whole other way and i was like well this is a great start so <laughs> well hopefully you got Sorry, her first name you're a trooper though thank yeah. you for coming out and doing that. i we, we appreciate your um everything you're awesome
0: hopefully you got her first name right <laughs> like, you could fuck up someone's
1: yes. first well, name uh, and then and you know like, i don't know whether to call her stacy keenan or stacy love keenan i know her as stacy love keenan yeah but i think she just goes by stacy keenan
0: yeah she was in a lot of good stuff too man my two dads and uh That show on TGIF.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, man. So uh, speaking of, oh, um, step by step, yeah, step Step by by step. step. That's it. That's the one.
1: Yeah, I got to visit the set. Yeah, of uh, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I saw Suzanne Summers like breezing by with like two assistants.
0: (laughs) Man, she was great, Suzanne Summers. Dude, yeah, she
1: got done wrong by. uh, company Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're gonna keep you on, but, but we're gonna send everybody else home at the end of taping, and then you're gonna come on the stage alone and film your Chrissy on the phone bit. Oh yeah, yeah. When they had Chris and, the, the uh, second Chrissy. That is, yeah, that was really that was that was hard to hear. Yeah. Never hey, there's a warning. And just to everybody. <clears throat> um, don't fight production, don't fight the studios. They fired John Boy off his own show. Shit. Uh, they took Roseanne and turned it into the Connors. Yeah, Valerie yeah. was turned into the Hogan's family. Yeah, they can take the lead. They can fight. They can recast you, replace you. Trust me.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, if they imitate you too much, they can sue you. Like Crispin Glover did. Mm-hmm. That was it. It took me but, yeah, forever. To, ever, yeah, okay. it took me forever to realize Thanks that wasn't Crispin really Glover. Hello to the McCrackens Yeah, the band. Yeah, the band uh, in the-, <laughs> the bar scene.
2: Yeah,
1: love it. They're awesome. And uh, yeah, great music in there. I think one of the producers or writer went on to run Lionsgate. I'm not sure. He won't Holy return shit. my calls. <laughs> That's crazy. Dan! Dan! What's up? <laughs> won't return my calls. Dude, Downhill Willie, remember? Girl Soldiers, yes.
0: Dude, Downhill Willie 2, man.
1: Downhill Willie 2. Where it's
0: snowboarding instead of skiing this time.
1: Um. Oh, well. <laughs> okay that's dangerous though really honestly i did zero skiing i clipped my boots into no. the skis click click cut to the stunt double and then I ski down the hill and the stunt double goes slush and then i would do that last part little slush yeah and that's it no i did ride the snowboard for like you know over a little hump yeah you barely oh no no god no
0: <laughs> you did a lot of spinning you did a lot of spinning i
1: saw <laughs> Snow angels and spinning and
0: yeah
1: yeah that was uh, it was a fun movie we got yeah. stuck on the mountain one night we're shooting up on Blackcomb,
2: yeah
1: and ski lifts to get up there and a little chalet with like soup and you know hot cocoa uh-huh. not much but so we're just kind of running loose around the top of the mountain and we had to kind of keep going and we had to finish some scenes and they said okay the last ski lifts going down and uh they said, okay, we're going to ski down at the end. And so we let the ski gift go. We kept filming. Uh We looked at each other, and it was like five of us. And we're like, that's a wrap. Great. Strapped on our skis, and we skied down the mountain. Oh, wow, (laughs) dude. That's cool. The director skied down every day. Really? It's part of his contract, because at the end of every day of skiing, I get to ski down a black diamond. Mm,
0: That's why he's making all (laughs) those movies, so he can just go skiing for free wherever he wants.
1: Where'd you guys film we had, that? We got there, and he's just, just putting on Warren Miller movies. Yeah, and yeah. I bet. Where, where was it Like, and we'll also do jokes, but mostly it's a ski movie. <laughs> <laughs> where did you guys film? I that call at? it uh, Warren Miller meets Dumb and Dumber. Yeah,
0: it is. And then you guys have like blazing saddle bits in there, like the where you guys are in the jacuzzi yeah. doing the little the the fart oh, bits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: The uh, the girl who transforms into whatever vision the athlete needs her to be. Yeah. The Canadian flag girl and the like cowboy girl and um, all that cast is amazing. Lachlan Monroe. Huge shout out to Lachlan. Yeah, he's the best been, bad guy I've ever worked with. He's been a ton of stuff. Yeah, he is. he's in unforgiven for Christ's sake.
0: That's pretty fucking cool. That's a good one. What are your, what are your top three movies or top five? Jaws,
1: Raiders, and um, uh, Blade Runner.
0: Wow, that's a good list. You, that's the. That's
1: just quick off the bat. You said three. A lot yeah. of people don't do three, five, or favorite movie. Well,
0: what if you had to add two more, let's let's do five.
1: What would you add on those? Later in twenty forty nine, maybe The Shining. I don't know. Oh, Doctor wow. Strange. Love no Sunset Boulevard. No Sullivan's Travels. <laughs> no, wait. Anything that's on right now. Yeah, that's I, Dumb and That's how I am too. <laughs> I don't care. I like Kingpin as much as I like oh, Citizen Kane. So good. I, you <laughs> know what? I I think Citizen Kane. Well, I mean,
0: okay, I get where Citizen Kane is, where it sits in the history of movies. But I mean, you watch it now and you're just like, it doesn't really. I don't, you don't get how it could be the number one
1: movie of all time rated. Wait, do you understand how it sits in the history of movies? Yeah. I mean, not for <laughs> filmmaking, not for camera moves, not for editing, not for narrative. For the politics
2: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: so he's tackling one of the major media people think mm-hmm. of murdoch or fox news or something yeah and he's not standing on the shoulders of another media giant he's standing on the shoulders of another outcast howard hughes and rko pictures mm-hmm. and they were torpedoed and blacklisted out of town yeah the crazy. studio was shut down and howard hughes lost everything um and he was 23 years old when he played Citizen Kane. Yeah, that was awesome The makeup is fantastic; like it outdoes the Brando makeup in Godfather. Yeah. Um. Yeah. See, I I think I watched Citizen Kane probably at least a dozen times, mm-hmm. like carefully, like, and then other times you just put it on in the back. Lawrence of Arabia, and you know, yeah. Well, the Star uh, Wars is is. is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, this, I like I like Star Wars, man. Uh, I don't know about some of the newer ones, but I mean, I think Rogue One actually might be the best one. And
1: Andor, Andor, oh, and, and Rogue One, Andor, fantastic, is insane. best Star Wars than Star Wars. I
0: totally agree. I, to, I I've been saying yeah. that for as soon as Andor came out, I was like, this is this is gold. Like this is this beats anything Star Wars has done really.
1: And I loved Kenobi. I yeah, loved um, Ahsoka. I really loved Ahsoka because yeah. it was like a lot of fresh stuff that I was mm-hmm. like into. Um, yeah, some some pretty badass. Sorry, we can't just have the good guy in white and the bad guy with blazing swords. Yeah. And that gets old and stale by the second movie. Yeah, and Lucas knew that. You know. Yeah. Um. So uh, the peak lightsaber fight was Phantom Menace. Oh, um, for sure. Obviously, Duel of the Fates mm-hmm. and all that stuff.
0: Peak, yeah,
1: lightsaber fight right there. With that Darth made the Ball. whole
0: movie. That made that I mean that made the whole. <laughs> mo- it made it made you just just say, okay, whatever. Jar Jar Binks, fucking who cares? It, it, that's that's what that did because the whole movie at the start, yeah, I, I Jar was Jar like, Jar what Binks the hell? Is this?
1: <laughs> What's so great about Jar Jar Binks? So here's another thing about Lucas brilliance. because Lucas has pushed the edge. With technology, just like Zemeckis does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Zemeckis is doing a whole de aging face swapping movie right now. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, no, sorry. What movie were we talking about? Um, uh, Phantom Menace and Jar Jar
0: Banks, and you were saying uh, George Lucas. Yeah, so, Jar Jar Binks,
1: and... so everyone was fighting over how offensive the character is. Mm. He's a step and that fetch it. That's just terrible, and everything. What's so funny is Lucas is everyone arguing over. Whether they like or dislike the character, mm-hmm. they're not arguing over the fact that it's a CGI game. They bought it. Yeah. They bought it hook, line, and sinker that there wasn't even a discussion of whether he's real or not. <laughs> they were arguing whether they liked him or not. Yeah. Look at that. He, he jumped past the math, didn't believe him as a character. They got to the point of, I hated him as a character, yeah. or I liked him as a character, or I loved him. Kids loved him. Yeah. So. Jar Jar was one of the a red herring in that they got us discussing the thing that they wanted us to discuss or at least yeah. not discussing the thing that they didn't want us to discuss, which is it's fake. It doesn't look real. It doesn't interact. Well, I bought it. Jar Jar is a real character. Whether yeah. you like him or not, that's up to you.
0: That's a good point. I, I was kind of like neither here nor there with it. I mean, it, it didn't really bother me.
1: I, I wanted more Subulba
0: I really thought that was shitty. What like how they treated him though as an actor, but I I really thought it was really cool how they just brought him back in as like what like he's like a Jedi or something or like a some kind of Sith or something. I,
1: he's on the, the council. Recentals? He's got the Amidala's old job, and they use him to ramrod the uh, dictatorship through. Unfortunately, he's a stooge. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good-hearted. He doesn't mean to.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I think it's so cool that they. Well, I mean that they brought him in as like a different character also. It's fucking so cool, dude. And um I mean they they do that to that new girl too in the in well the, the newer Star Wars, the like the the Asian girl, they they fucking hate her. Like Daisy or something like that, or Rose. Oh, Rose? Kelly
1: Tran got just Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know Yeah, I didn't see any of that, you know. Yeah. And I have ten thousand friends, uh mm-hmm. or whatever, or five thousand on Facebook and you know. Yeah, I follow thousands of people on Twitter. I usually try to follow my fans back. Um, I never saw anybody hate on her. I don't know what she was going through, and that sucks. And I and John Boyega seemed to have a difficult time with the process—not making a movie and it coming out, but the whole thing, Mm -hmm. the reaction. How you handle that, you know, future work and dealing with that. Harrison Ford grumbled about it, but did everything that george asked him to that's do True. That's i'll do another true. one george but like, can you kill me off this movie yet i guess <laughs> fine finally jj abrams like harrison i'm gonna get everything you want yeah. i'm gonna kill you in this movie <laughs> harrison's like all right kid finally but we're gonna bring you back for one more good god damn it i knew it you were gonna do that yeah
0: even solo was good man solo I, a lot of people were talking shit yes, about that movie i, and I was like I,
1: that's one of my favorites I do like solo. I, I do. I, you can also tell when they. What's a Ron Howard reshoot? If it's a well paced scene that's about two minutes long with really cool camera moves and awesome characters mm. that just moves the plot right along, that's a Ron Howard scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Shit. There's
1: a couple. They stick out. You're like, oh, that it's kind of with a pin on every little scenario they'll all of a sudden be this like push in on a character and you're yeah. like oh that's a round out pick up
0: yeah and see now how is that being and like you are so deep in the game of movies and acting and all that how is it watching movies like is it is it really hard to like enjoy them or is it is it maybe easier to enjoy them because like uh, for me like i studied film in, in college and there's yeah. some shit that kind of ruins it for me because i'm like Oh, I know there's something that's gonna happen right here. I know there's something something bad's gonna happen because you know they do like the right being you know.
1: telegraphed on purpose. Yeah, to build tension. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what you're talking about is a slightly closer than you need to shot, mm-hmm. and about to look at a medicine cabinet with a mirror on it. Yeah, <laughs> and she's got an open door behind with maybe a. Bathrobe hanging on the back of the door that kind of looks like a person. Yeah, yeah. So there'll be one jump scare when she closes the medicine cabinet Mm -hmm. and it's her face full screen. Yeah. Then another when you notice the robe behind her. Yeah. Then another when she opens the medicine cabinet and there's a real scary guy there. Like that's so classic. Yeah, I mean, there's that. There's Um, There's
0: like the there's like the the canted angles of of the you know cinematography and like there's like all the stuff that I've studied. I'm like, a lot of it gives it away. I mean knowing all that stuff as just as like a regular movie watcher, like my wife, when I'm watching with her, I'm like, ah, shit, I'll say that. And then she'll be like, what, what, what's going to happen? And I'm like, no, like just, I didn't say anything like, and then she yeah. like, then she'll be on edge. And so it kind of, I kind of r- spoil it, but it's like,
1: I have that joke with musicals when, uh, it's gearing up uh-huh. and I'll turn to my wife and I go, I feel a song coming on. <laughs> Kind of like that with thrillers, yeah. horrors, all that stuff. You're like, oh, that phone's about to ring. Oh, they're about to knock on the door. Yeah. I see a shot of like, you know, three, four people talking. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, for some reason, we're on their backs. Mm-hmm. Like they're huddled. And the camera's slowly pushing. in. Or you know something's about to go down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or the worst I, I for think, me is when they're driving. and
1: Oh, God. It's a... It's yeah. a Side two, it's a side single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you yeah, can see single. clearly out yeah. when they approach an intersection, and damn, there's that truck, bus, oil tanker, or exactly. whatever. Exactly. That's been used the exact same way three, four times. I wish somebody had a running list of exactly which movies, but mm-hmm. uh, you're a good one in Live for Your Die Hard, which is one of the first ones I remember. Nice, nice.
0: Yeah, so you just mentioned Zemeckis. Now, did Zemeckis make Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Is that him?
1: No, I was uh, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson.
0: Okay, because I know I heard you were up for that. And they were like, yes. it was either choose this or choose cheetah. And you chose cheetah. Now, even without, I don't want to hear your answer yet. Yeah. But if I got pitched those two movies, and if you're sitting there saying, hey, there's this movie where we're going to shrink you and there's going to be like this weird scientist guy and blah, blah, blah. Or we're going to put you in the desert in Africa and you're going to be around cheetahs. <laughs> and and you're gonna star in the movie. Which one would you rather choose? For me, I'm taking fucking Cheetah a hundred times out of fucking a hundred, right? But unfortunately, like box office-wise, Honey I Shrunk just fucking murdered it, right? How does how, how the
1: kid name the actor that played the kid that had a crush on Amy <sighs> O'Neill?
0: I know I know the kid. He's been in a couple other movies but I mean I really So look,
1: if it was yeah. me, it wouldn't help you name me either. You don't think the so? The movie doesn't No, the movie yeah. doesn't make you.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's got um I mean Rick Moran, I mean, that's all you think of is Rick Moran. Is. Exactly. I can I honestly could not think of any of the other here's,
1: actors. Yeah. Here's where the decision why the decision was made. Mm-hmm. Um when you do a movie for Disney, you sign a three-picture deal. Yeah, doesn't mean you're doing three pictures for them it means that they pre-negotiated salary trailer billing all that stuff for subsequent movies okay if we do a second and third movie with you you're going to get x amount of dollars for the movie yeah okay so a choice comes up Mm -hmm. honey Trunk the kids and cheetah and i want to say honey Trunk the kids was really close like like yeah you're gonna basically be choosing between i don't think i had an offer but Mm. I had screen and kissed every girl in town. <laughs> if, thank you, thank you, Mike Fenton. I don't know what favor you thought you owed me, but yeah. it's paid back. <laughs> they did. I got a call from Mike Fenton. Do you want to come in? And sorry, you're going to have to kiss every single ingenue in LA. I went, sorry, Mike, I, I'll make the time. Yeah. So <laughs> after that, I also had read for The Cheetah. Mm-hmm. And The Cheetah yeah. was directed by, here's another weird thing, uh, directed by um, Blythe. No, uh, Jeff Blythe, yes. He shot the helicopter footage in The Shining and at the end of the original cut of Blade Runner. Oh, shit. Come on. He also did the 360 Circle Vision China movie for uh, Disneyland. Remember the Circle Vision? I do. So he's a highly technical director that can take Aeroflex, a screwdriver, and a claw hammer out into the Serengeti and get the footage and make sure he can get it and get it back to LA. Fuck. So Here's the option. You're going to get paid the same amount of money either movie. Mm-hmm. X dollars. It doesn't matter Yeah. what happens. Cheetah was a five-week shoot in Africa. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was a six-month shoot in Mexico City. Oh, yeah. I'm hot. I'm 18 yeah. years old. I think I'm about to turn 18. I have two, three movies under my belt. They're coming out right now. My agents get me out for good stuff. I'm like, I can't leave town for six months. End of decision. Yeah. So Cheeto cost Robert Holmey, who's great. Robert Holmey is great at traveling with international cruises. So we had people from Italy, um, New York, uh, France, UK, mm. you know, Louisiana. Yeah, a truly an international crew. One and a half million dollars to make the movie. They sold it to Disney for three million, mm-hmm. and it made ten. I think they listed at eight point six or something on Box Office of Mojo, but um,
2: yeah.
1: And then we made ten, and then you know, video, and DVD licensing, and then the streaming. Um, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. w- well, he was—we call him Shoe because he was in the shoe, the secure housing unit at uh, Lompoc, uh-huh. and um, the Hatchapee. So he said he was in the the can. Uh-huh. So he goes, "I really like Cheetah." I go, oh, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, they showed it to us in prison." <laughs> what? He goes, "Yeah, it's rated G." It's got outdoors, and yeah. animals, and kids. Yeah. It's innocent. He's like, "It's a pretty good picture, man."
0: Dude, it was it was a fucking good movie. <laughs> so they're showing
1: the cheetah in yeah. prison to rehabilitate people. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> That's got to be kind of look. Cool, I did. Right? I got to go to Africa, yeah. and work with cheetahs and the rhinos and the hippos and the lions and zebras and elephants and uh, snakes and uh, uh, Lucy Deacons is amazing. Mm. She, I, I was, I'm lucky. I got to be in one of the. One of the movies that she did during the time that she chose to be an actress yeah she wanted to make some money and uh get a really good education she did and uh like i think she's an instructor now professor um so that's off to you lucy well far smarter than me and always even though i was older than her (laughs) i think i was playing her younger brother and she mentally owned me. Absolutely. <laughs> I think she was really beating Silas Marner while we were on location.
0: Oh, shit. Both of her
1: parents are educators.
0: I mean, dude, as, as far as movies go, I mean, it's a classic Disney, um, like, animal <laughs> and friend. You know, like, it's one of those, cl- like, Benji or, or like, all those movies. I, I, I thought it was a great movie, dude. I, I don't know how... I would have never chosen to do Honey, I Shrunk <laughs> the Fucking Kids. Like, I don't know. It's, cra- <laughs> it's crazy how shit works, huh? Like, it's has there, has there been any other movies like that where you've, ch- like, maybe chosen something that you – or something that you didn't go with? I
1: did get called to be in um, Dickie Roberts, former child star. Okay, with David Spade. It was a Poverty Jr. with a bunch of other child stars. Yeah. And I said, I said, who?
0: Yeah,
1: and they listed who they were, and I said no, thank you.
0: Yeah, I was. A, it was kind of they had a couple weird choices. <laughs> so
1: that's the end of story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they had what? Leaf Garrett was
1: in it, and it wasn't my brand. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't trying to get famous by getting into high speed pursuits or robbing a liquor store. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. I was a serial monogamist.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I didn't feel like that helped me by pretending to be. A crazy wild child star
0: yeah if i would have saw you in that movie i would have been like why why is he in this like he's not yeah it wouldn't have made sense i don't think
1: now I get there it are as some far- friends yeah. that know me from my guns and roses and nirvana <laughs> days yeah yeah they'll be like yeah he's into some serious shit but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i i always wanted to work for disney as yeah. my biggest employer thank you disney fox and the hound spooner Gunshy. Uh, Adventures of babysitting, in the army now. It's um, a good one. Yeah, thank you, Disney, for all five, six jobs I've done for you, and would love to continue to do and work for Disney. This is why my mother said, um, "You do what you want." Yeah, just don't get caught, keep your nose clean, and um, so yeah, I just kept my nose clean.
0: Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, there's no fault <laughs> in that, right? I mean, I mean, honestly, dude, like. You, I, I really, I, I wish you, could, uh, man. There's so many movies where I'm like, I Do you could've... want to
1: hear the list of movies I auditioned for but didn't get. Let's,
0: uh, yeah, if you want, if you want to throw it out there, The Shining. Oh shit.
1: Goonies. Oh Gremlins. What role for Goonies? Mouth. Okay. Okay. Gremlins. Uh uh-huh. Feldman kept getting my parts. Feldman. Goddammit. Oh, and uh, and um friday thirteenth final chapter Feldman again Feldman again um Dang. Lucas Hame got that yeah stand by me, will Wheaton got that um Christmas story, Billingsley got that mm-hmm. um yeah, everything. I went up for everything. Oh, wow. dream a little dream um I was cast in yeah i was I was digger mm-hmm. yeah, me and Corey and Rocco were hanging out. Um, Alex Rocco, right? Alex or Mark Rocco? Alex Rocco. Yeah, the son, not the one in The Godfather, but the other one. Okay. The director, we hanging out in the production office. We're we're doing, calling 976 numbers and having a gas, <laughs> and then we're at the uh, Youth and Film Awards, which is like a mini Oscars. A little gold circle table and everything. And they get up, uh, uh, Feldman gets up to uh, present an award or something, uh-huh. and he goes, uh, yeah, I know an upcoming movie, and I want to introduce my co-star. And I'm like, start to get up from the table and he goes, Corey, oh. I look over. That was the moment I learned I was not cast in Don't Talk, in uh, oh. A Dream Little Dream. Damn. Damn. What had happened was, is Corey had broken his leg. And they, his mom had ran him over with the car in an accident. <laughs> Shit. Love you, Jimmy. <laughs> Uh And uh, so... Yeah, uh, I guess I was in for a minute, but then they decided to write it. The digger had broken his leg, and they put him in a cast, and they shot the movie anyway. So, Fuck. crazy. Fuck. Uh, and then what else? Um, uh, oh, uh, License to Drive. Yeah, License to Drive. Yeah. I went up for less, and I took the script into the casting office, and I threw it in the trash. Oh shit. And I said, this script is terribly offensive. I can't believe you're going to make this for kids. Yeah. You have the drunk driving scene. Yeah. You have the, um, oh, no, it was worse. The rape they scene. The theft auto. <laughs> they go drunk driving, and mm. then there's a blowjob scene. And I said, um, this is all, you can't have this in this movie. Yeah, You lose your rating or whatever. And I walked out. So I saw the movie, yeah. and they cut out the Grand Theft Auto scene, the drunk mm. driving scene, and the blowjob scene. Wow. So I felt like I helped the project. <laughs> I wasn't even in it and I helped make it a better movie. I mean, no, that... so I went up. I think I went up for the Michael Manaseri role, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might have been Manasseri's.
0: Yeah, because they, I mean, watching that movie now, it's like, yikes. That's uh <laughs> There's a lot of movies like that. Mercedes
1: though. Lane? Come on.
0: Yeah. Even in Adventures in Babysitting, where the your neighbor friend looks at the uh, that girl like in like lifts, lifts her shirt open, and you're like, "Hey, oh, dude, right.
1: don't do that!" <laughs> oh God, he looks up Brenda's shirt. Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah.
0: But it was like, even if you're looking at it, you're like, she's wearing a sweatshirt and like
1: a high shirt. Like I, it does go along with the porkies kind of peeking in the mm-hmm. you know shower scene or. Um, god there's a ton of movies that have that yeah ogling and uh the worst though is revenge of the nerds with oh, provable no. rape yeah yeah that's terrible the darth um,
0: vader mask scene and the yep, jump the, the well
1: no clearly not
0: darth vader but yeah yeah clearly yeah, yeah. Darth vader. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. and we knew that yeah you and i at least i don't know if the other kids did yeah. when i watched that i went us because of licensing <laughs> Oh yeah. What other kid does this has that, you know?
0: They have like the breathing and everything like it's it's very clearly Darth Vader, but yeah. Even in that movie Toy Soldiers, you guys have that little risky part where you guys are like calling the 9100 or the 909 line.
1: <laughs> Do you know who played the voice of the phone sex operator?
0: I have no idea.
1: John G Avildsen's wife. He directed a little movie called Field of Dreams and he oh, directed shit. a little movie he's this great yeah. uh the natural he's a great director and uh his wife sat in a van <laughs> a passenger van outside of the um like it was a boiler room we were in uh uh-huh. and live did the scene with us so we could improv and play around with her so it wasn't pre-recorded and she was really that wasn't reading with the script supervisor yeah. and we used yeah. her dialogue as recorded on the line i thought yeah. that was really cool yeah and that was by the way that um We'll just get into toy soldiers right now yeah that boiler room scene was the first two days of filming yeah and it was a test the five guys and their chemistry mm-hmm. and John and lou gossett's chemistry oh, they're wow. like it's only two days of filming if something doesn't work in these two days of filming we can retool and pull back and do whatever yeah where they pump in the full uh i don't know what it was 10 mil 12 mm-hmm. mil that's nothing to make toy soldiers Today's money.
0: That movie's incredible. And we had, dude,
1: we had uh material from Pentagon. Mark Berg shaved his hair into a high and tight, yeah. went into the Pentagon script, and he goes, I need a I need Humvees, I need um Black Hawk, I need Apaches, I need a couple bells. Yeah. You know, the follow choppers, like the news chopper stuff. And they said, Well, we have notes. Mm-hmm. The ending, the school invasion. And Mark Berg goes, Oh, you want us to rewrite it to how you'd really invade the school? And the Pentagon said, No, we wanted you to rewrite it to how we want people to think we'd invade the school. Wow. <laughs> so they're not going to go breach banging and clear and zip line off oh, yeah. of, you know, yeah. Janooks uh, to get into the school. That's going to be done. Oh, and there's a great uh, error when they've cut the power to the school, but somehow when we go into the bathroom to wrestle the guy. Uh-huh. The lights on in the bathroom. Oh man,
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> shit like that. You just miss it. <laughs> I just watched it, dude. Like I just watched it. I totally missed that part. That's and I was watching it like like a hawk too. Like if I could find any kind of silly part or, dude, that movie was
1: now so good. your best chance is on the DVD. They have a, a DVD that is um full screen. Okay. It was the first one, the only one they did was full-frame, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not. We shot on Super 35 and they matted in theater, which means the full negative includes microphones and uh, tape marks and dolly tracks. Oh, wow. And they printed it onto the DVD. So the DVD version, the full-frame DVD version actually just, it doesn't cut off the sides, it actually just extends the top and bottom showing you the stuff that wasn't in the safety area
0: no way
1: (laughs) great it's great i talked about a ton and that's actually on old tv shows that was common uh to format it for four three academy ratio they take the 185 from theater and in some if they shot it the way that we shot it which is you expose the whole thing and then you crop it later um that information's in there
0: that's fucking
1: cool
0: now I got to go uh, yeah, and try to that. find this DVD, man. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. That's fucking cool.
1: And then they finally put it on cable, and I saw it in the original aspect ratio. Yeah. With the sound and everything for the first time in 20 years. It's so awesome. Now, movie was, kicks ass. Last 15 minutes yeah. of Toy Soldiers is truly awesome. The whole movie
0: is fucking cool. Like, it's just a cool fucking movie. And not only that, it's like it was very different from all your eighties, nineties action films where you got like the, you know, the bulked up star, like this is kids. And not only that, but it's like you, they show the vulnerability and like the emotion of the characters, like one of your friends dies and, you know, like showing all that and like just showing uh, the, like, like um, Sean Aston's character where he knows like, fuck, I, I'm a fuck up. And like, I could really fuck everyone up if they follow me. Like it's, it, there wasn't really movies like that in the 80s and 90s it was all macho oh i'm going to fucking kill everyone and knock you know like knock every door down and kill all the bad guys like that that movie i feel like it changed a lot for me like mm. for me personally growing up cuz i was probably like like 11 or 12 13 when it came out so that movie like yeah. really did a lot for me you know like it was like oh shit like you could actually be like you could oh you, he's drawing in a notebook like you could be an artist and like your friends would think it's fucking cool and like you know stuff like that and like the, like all the kids in the school looked up to the, that group of kids and it also made me want to be a fuck up too. <laughs> like, and, and, well, that's
1: uh, Will. Will created all of that. Um, yeah. There's a bit later where he sketches the terrorists. Yeah. By the tree, he sketches real quick. Mm-hmm. That was the only mention in the script, and I think Will drew all over his jeans oh wow so you look at his jeans; he's got shit drawing all over his jeans and then we drew all over his jeans and then he started this notebook and he would kept drawing it and song lyrics and everything Holy like shit. that um yeah that was his uh yeah he did a lot of good work on that and sean and t and george uh, worked out at the uh hotel gym yeah Every day. Uh-huh. Pumping, getting a bite, rip. They're on the sucker team and they're men and I'm snuffy. I'll be over here. Yeah. Thanks. Smoking. I was the biggest chicken shit. The moment you point a gun at me, I'm like, Nope, I'm just gonna give up. No, nope, sorry. Yeah. Then turn your back and I spit on him. I just loved Snuffy. He was such a little smart ass. Yeah, it was cool, man. You pulled off the
0: whole thing to like you saved the day, really, with your your fake asthma attack. <laughs> like, that was what put everything in motion to really save the whole thing.
1: You just needed a distraction.
0: Yeah, man. You got to have that distraction guy in the, in the heist. And, kind Andrew
1: D. V. looks at me and he goes, if I don't believe it, I'm going to cut.
0: Oh, wow.
1: I went, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so he's staring. He's looking at me. He's just the whole time. He's just staring at me as I'm choking. You know, the camera's here and he's standing right next to the camera. He's just staring at me watching me die
0: (laughs) (laughs) shit no but you had like a lot of your characters had the same kind of like it just like kind of the kid that's like a little outcast but like kind of fucking cool and then also just had a lot of heart dude like your characters all like hiding out um toy soldiers even adventures and babysitting dude like you were you're that whole scene where you're Not gonna fight the. You're not gonna punch the guy. The the guy that's antagonizing the the um, Elizabeth Shue in the movie. Like I I feel like a lot of your characters had that running kind of that running theme throughout all of your movies. Hmm. Like that. uh, Even like Cheetah. Even uh, even downhill Willie. Dude. (laughs) Like like all those movies. Like all your movies. (laughs) I feel like you your character. Although all different characters all kind of had that same kind of feeling, you know?
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Like, I Uh, I feel like you just had heart, man. Like, I feel like you, like when you're watching your movies, even like, and don't tell mom, the babysitter's dead. Same thing. Like you just had heart. Like you weren't just like, uh, the cheesy off guy, (laughs) you know, like, you weren't that guy, like the joke, just oh, all jokes or all, you know, stuff like that. Like you had vulnerable moments in all, each of those movies. And I, Yeah.
1: And I, that's honestly, that's one of the nicest compliments that anyone said about what I did, what I accidentally did, what I tried to do, mm-hmm. what I luckily got cast in mm-hmm. the people I got to work with. Um, there's a reason you're cast and i'm i believe there should be stakes um i think it's tough to play the sex fiend that Mm -hmm. doesn't you know what i mean it's tough i think that would be really hard if it wasn't written in there with some sort of heart Mm -hmm. that that surface or covering up something there's got to be something else deeper in there yeah and um i love the mature little steps of growth whether you not don't kick the guy but you got to have him his ass kicked so daryl yes. does it yeah
3: yeah um,
1: or you know learn to clean up and, and cook uh for the family or um finally get your driver's license and mm-hmm. help your cousin the fbi you know little things yeah. like that yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah the for cousins sure. there's know coming of age a lot of i mean because i was 17 18 19 20 during these films um i'm coming of age right alongside with the characters in many of the cases
2: yeah yeah
1: i mean and these are these are characters life doesn't wrap up in 90 minutes um nobody talks like that nobody i mean you know in our minds an hour later in the stairwell we're like oh i could have fucking said this so it would have been great yeah you know we don't have that writer making this really work and a cameraman pushing in and the editor and the music and i mean it all works together
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, um the stuff i was in was written so well a dumb rock could have been placed on my mark and the movie would have still worked so mm-hmm. you know hope i didn't hurt it but i also did try to put in my goal is it's got to be recognizable human behavior.
2: Yeah,
1: it can't be a caricature, because then you don't give a damn. Yeah, It's got to be something where I do something and you go, ooh, I do that. Mm-hmm. Or secretly you go, that is something I do, or I would think that, or I'd feel that way in that situation. And um, I'm a big ham. I'm a big like, I love to get real dramatic. Mm-hmm. And so it suits me when it's a role that the stakes are high but maybe my reaction is a little higher like oh my god he freaks out a lot
2: yeah
1: yeah um there's always an intense urgency in a lot of the stuff i think that's kind of part of the training and a lot of the roles that you were going up for yeah if it wasn't the river phoenix just crying role um and he got all those <laughs>
3: <Yeah.
1: laughs> well had our little little thing there were bullies there were guys that just played the bad guys and the bullies and uh it was interesting. Daryl was Anthony. We were shooting Adventures of Babysitting. Mm-hmm. And I'm in his uh, hotel room and he's got a script on his coffee table. Adult education. I go, what's that? He goes, ah, oh, it's this movie. Shooting right after Adventures of Babysitting. And mm-hmm. um, But the character's too close to Daryl. He's a sex fiend and into cars. And I'm like, oh, do you mind if I let my agent know? Yeah, yeah, I don't care. And I was hiding out. Oh, so shit. <laughs> uh, I got hiding out because Anthony thought it was too similar. A character to Daryl. Oh, wow. Cause Anthony would have crushed it as Patrick Morensky. Are you kidding me? He's a pretty but he good kinda actor. Yeah. Daryl. yeah. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's he, great. he,
0: he just makes me so mad in that fucking movie. <laughs> and that's, I love, I love characters like that, dude. Like I love, I hit him
1: Yeah. A lot. and he got pissed and he asked me to stop hitting him and then I would hit him harder and um he got really mad Anthony got really pissed yeah and um so that's real with the car get in the car and run him over like all right we're going into the city yeah you know dead murdered stabbed raped and I turn around and I hit him
3: yeah
2: and
1: I give this deal look I'm like I'm trying to not be I'm not method actor Mm -hmm. but I was you know I don't know what's the difference between really being pissed and hitting your friend and looking <laughs> in the eye like that and doing it like I did in the movie. It was yeah, like, um, yeah, I hit him a lot. I'm sorry, Anthony. <laughs> I did. I, I did. I guess I didn't. I mean, we had these padded jackets and um, underwear. We had long underwear under because it was freezing outside. Oh, yeah, January in Toronto and Chicago. Yeah. Um So he padded, you know. Yeah, yeah. You whack him
0: yeah i just saw Sorry. him in that new he's in that new star trek well it's not not new now but and i was watching it yeah. and i was like this is he's like this is a good character but why do i fucking hate this guy for some reason and then i was like oh my god it's that fucking guy it's that kid <laughs> and it just brings you right back to like we that's, were watching that's a road, good character
1: road trip was on yesterday and he's such a dick in road trip it's so great
0: yeah oh man that's great dude um yeah, dude. Um, shit, I was just—I just had something awesome to say, and then I totally just zoned out. Um, damn. Oh, <laughs> you were just in a new movie. Um, it was a uh, independent. I don't know if it's yeah. new, new, but with uh, Josh Rau- uh, Roush, I think made it. Josh Roush. Yeah, he's a uh, he's. Yeah. Uh, I I live I live in the punk world, so he's uh, he does a lot of stuff in the punk world. Um, so it's like a little adjacent. Um. But you, yeah, I had a lot of friends in that movie. Um, Lynn Lee, who plays uh, the bass at the end, she's one of my yes. friends. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> it was cool to see you um, in that one, man. You know, Josh is the kind of guy that can go ask L7 to, you know, yeah, give a song to the movie. Have you heard his whole story on getting all this music for wrong reasons? No. He didn't say what band. He goes, I got one good, honest, punk rock like everyone knows them uh-huh. pretty big band hard to get a license it costs a lot of money and i said dude i'll don't do do 2 music videos i'll do whatever just give give it to me for nothing like 500 it was like dirt i think it was like maybe 1500 and usually those kinds of licenses are like they can go up to 50 grand if it's the rolling stones wow. actually we paid for the opening bars of gimme shelter and adventures and babysitting mm-hmm. before mix voice even comes in it's just the guitar 50 grand
2: oh my god
1: josh went out and got this big punk rock person to do it for like 1500 yeah and then took that deal to the nine other bands and said dude they're doing it for 1500 can you give us a license for dirt cheap and he got all the music like a tenth of the cost it would normally cost because oh of his connection to the punk rock community yeah, yeah it's good music ralph garmin gives a tremendous <laughs> performance is the detective yeah he's like good. he's great.
0: yeah
1: he's hysterical yeah. he's great he's just great. yeah it was fucking cool to see you, it
0: was cool to see you in there man i was like hell yeah dude like this is like my oh man
1: punk rock now family now I can you know done a movie with um danny uh, uh oh god he was in um fugitive um daniel roebuck danny roebuck who okay. played one of the cops in run. yeah yeah, yeah. It's like done with Daniel Robot now. That's fucking cool. That's yeah, cool. That was yeah. cool. Uh we uh shot that in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Kechner. David Kechner comes in. Just came off of a gig. Yeah. He's got like two hours and he's gonna go to another gig. Uh huh. He sits down and he goes, What are we doing? Oh shit. Uh, or what's going on? And I'm like, I go to this long, elaborate thing of like, "Oh, Josh, let you do anything." Goes, "No, what's the scene about?" Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, you read the script," and he picks up the thing. He okay, gets it, and you know, I know improv of like Anchorman style comedy improv, right? Mm -hmm. But um, so we start, and I'm supposed to kind of push his button as the newscaster. Yeah, and I do. And I said something that kind of pissed him off. I said, uh, James when andy the largest you know, producer of pornography in the United States. And he goes, you can't change story like that. I go, relax. yeah, David, relax. like, go cut it out. It's no big deal. Yeah. So the next take happened, and he starts coming at me kind of hard. And I go back, and then he turns around, and he gives. He blows us away. The most incredible speech. Dramatic. He just stops the room, pin drop. And we're running two cameras. So we get both angles at the same time. This happens once. Yeah. We finished it, and and Josh just goes, because we'd already kind of shot a master. So this was it. Yeah. And he's like, tell me that tape. Tell me it recorded. They actually checked the cam. They checked the chip. They're like, yeah, we got it. They checked the sound. They're uh. like, that's a wrap on David. He came in and just kicked the doors open. Really great scene. And I, he should put that on his reel.
0: That's fucking cool. Yeah, that guy, I just, <laughs> uh, he was on um another podcast um neil brandon's podcast i believe with uh blocks it was really fucking really interesting to learn about him dude he was on snl and yeah, i think it was i think it was that that podcast but it, i don't know either way he very interesting dude for sure seems really fucking cool but yeah man No, oh, yeah no, we're right at an hour um I could talk yeah, to you for yeah. fucking hours and hours, dude. Uh, I gotta
1: hear
0: I'm sure you don't want to talk to me for hours uh, and hours, but.
1: <laughs>
3: uh,
1: so
0: what do you got coming up, uh, man? What do you got going on right now? Anything cool?
1: Yeah, I did a short, um, uh, loaded for bear, and it is with um, a class of uh, neurodivergent performers, filmmakers. Oh wow! And uh, uh, I. I don't think they'll get a refund on the scenery. Cause I chewed it. I chewed it so hard. <laughs> oh my God. And I was cursing and it was, you know, it was kind of written. there some bad words and they warned, I say kids, they're all adults, yeah. but they're all sitting. We're in kind of like an auditorium thing. And they set up a little office set in the corner and I'm cursing and cussing up and down this little cubicle aisle. And mean, and then I look up and all of them have, you know, all of the other students have loaded in and they're paying their um, caregivers bottom with moms and grandmas. Yeah. So really the crew is actually take care of the grandmas because need a place to sit, some water, you know, yeah. the, the, um, the students are fine. They are just sitting in a chair watching what's going on and watching, you know, being part of the filmmaking. And then they're in the project and everything too. And, um, well, my improv was really filthy. So <laughs> there was like maybe a few students sitting down and I go into this rip and I'm like, you're, you're no, you'll be dead. You're you'll be what did I say something about oh we'll never stop we'll just keep coming at you we'll never stop we'll be like Dane Cook's career I just I was like cursing and flim flam farf and I look up and there's like 30 of these students staring at me (laughs) (laughs) and then they cut and one of the background artists she looks at me and she goes I'm Dane Cook's publicist oh no (laughs) 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 Well, I'm a, I'm the antagonist, so yeah, you know yeah. The audience should be on Dane's side on this joke. So, oh man, <laughs> wow, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's good. And that's then um, I got a feature uh, gonna hit theaters if I'm not on the cutting room floor. Um, but um, can't talk about it. So cool. we'll just cross our fingers, hope to die, and you know that'll be fine. No, look, a little thing and something you know on screen is uh it's great i don't think anybody cares about a 54 year old guy like me um yeah, it, i, I so, have man. to continue no oh, no listen
2: yeah
1: i have to continually prove every part everything i was on the rookie and i had to just you know do my thing i can't yeah. ride on babysitting mm-hmm. and um i got something and they go wait you're in adventures of babysitting i go well yeah I, didn't you know that when you cast me, they're like, "No, you just cracked this up oh, for the that's audition." That's fucking awesome. And that I was proud of. That I'm more proud of getting something,
2: yeah.
1: Honestly, based on what I can do right now, yeah. For the right projects and material and stuff like that, there's no longer any money involved in the in motion picture industry. Yeah, sadly, if you're not you know, one of the top stars, it's um, it's a hard way to make an easy living. <laughs> yeah,
0: it seems like there's a big drop off. There's like the big budget movies, and then there's like really not much nothing is
1: more fun than working on a downhill willie yeah. uh honestly hell
0: yeah because on the big yeah.
1: ones everyone's stressed and the money and the overages and and um it's a lot the pressure but on a light silly movie you know you can go nuts make up stuff and,
2: yeah
1: and there's no you know real big stakes at it um nobody yells at each other you know
2: yeah
1: it's nice it's nice that's cool they move move light and quick i i just love it. my goal is i do two projects a year mm-hmm. uh, i've done that since I'm six years old i'm up to 88 or whatever and um that is that keeps me like as an artist totally happy
2: that's awesome
1: um, yeah yeah i really appreciate you know i love talking about it i can't imagine actors that are like i don't watch my stuff or no i won't talk about that movie i'm like yeah you did the movie you should be able to talk about the movie yeah, he was a bad one, man. It's like
0: when bands say like, "Oh, I don't listen to my music," and it's like, if you're not listening to your music, I'm not going to listen to your fucking music. Like, there's no way.
1: Yeah, God, no kidding. God, remember <laughs> when you had to paper houses and flyer up and and pay to play? Oh my God!
0: <laughs> I do. I I managed a bunch of bands and book shows back in the day. I oh,
1: Club M and the worst.
0: Oh God. That's the worst job I've ever had was promoting fucking shows to <laughs>
1: concerts.
0: The worst, man. Ugh. But, dude, honestly, um, I it was really fucking cool talking to you. I, I, if you ever want to come back on, you have anything to promote, anything, or if you just want to chat, dude, I, I, I could ch- talk movies all day long. Right? I was actually thinking totally. about making another podcast where it's just me talking about movies and TV shows and bringing other people on doing that.
1: Like this, that's not what this is. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like a lot of people have been like, well, what is your podcast about? And I'm like, you know what, dude, I, it's just people I want to talk to and I just want to have a good conversation and I just want to, you know, tell them, you know, uh, I appreciate what you've done and I, I just want to have a, a nice talk.
1: So it's not really oh, about no, much honestly, except for the parts where you made me talk about me. Um, I thought we had the same conversation we had before we even started the interview. <laughs> we were talking for ten minutes before and I thought we were rolling the whole time. And I'm like, and we started, I'm like, really no difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's a million. Films. I mean, I could do an hour on Buckaroo Bonsai across the oh. eighth dimension. I mean, we do two hour show on Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 and its significance yeah. in the singular humanities. Uh, never mind. Hey, uh, you know how we have this whole AI thing going on? Yeah. Spielberg covered it, yeah, in a movie called AI. AI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. decade ago. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could do a Spielberg thon and, uh, you know, rip through everything from uh, Sugarland Express to uh, The Fablemans.
0: Oh, The Fablemans was fucking amazing.
1: It really was. Yeah. And it's like a Seinfeld episode. Yeah. Like the marble dry. Yeah. So you don't even know which one it is. As you're watching the episode, it develops, it develops, it develops. Mm-hmm. Finally, it gets to the end with the fish hook and the, and give me the marbled rye. And, and then it cuts to the credits. Most time episodes, you only remember that last beat. And it takes a whole episode and teams of writers, two teams working on an A story, a B story. And they stitch them together and they get to that final punchline. Yeah. And I feel like that that, that is like it in a way.
0: Yeah. If that makes sense. And you were in a movie with George Costanza's mother in Downhill Willie. <laughs> I can't think of her name. Yes. I'm so bad with names, but she is amazing. She's also She also plays Estelle Mrs. Estelle Harris.
1: Yes. Rest her peace. Amazing. We lost, uh, we lost Hawk from American Gladiators and oh, Estelle. They were the mother's son. Yeah. Come on, get down the hill. <laughs> dummy. The part where she's talking she about the, and Day yeah. one, and I'm like, oh all right she's doing that accent cool good yeah. for her yeah
0: that was cool that was cool
1: awesome <laughs> yeah dude i like the stuff with mr um with the step wait the cowboy guy hi mr mcmurphy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah man it's a good one dude and, uh, and you said you got you might be uh you have a script or you have a, an idea should we even talk about it we shouldn't even talk about it
1: what about soldier? soldiers about yeah
0: your sequel you don't want to let that
1: out <laughs> oh no it's got to get out there it's got to exist yeah. in the collective universe and then people go you need a scene like this and this." like and oh yeah that's a good idea and then we make it and we need like a school yeah we could use the miller academy the same school for the original that'd be pretty cool yeah or not it could be a you know it could be one of those like teen treatment camps a log cabin in the woods Mm. cheap dirt cheap budget right
2: yeah
1: um and uh knives so there's no squibs there's no bullets there's no guns on the set no shoulder arm grenades no grenades no helicopters no humvees yeah and that way you keep the budget way low it's just a lot of you know a lot of good stunts um wrestling and fighting and then knives yeah and add a little touches of Zack Snyder 300 blood. Mm-hmm. When it goes, you add a little, like, blah, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know.
0: I mean, there's kids now fulfill. making movies on, on their computers, like, all the time. Like, they that are making shit that looks just as good as the, the real CGI stuff.
1: Are you familiar with Emily Haggins, um, Zombie girl.
0: Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He did, uh, Netflix did a uh, documentary on her. Uh-huh. At four she said to her parents I want to uh, make a zombie movie yeah and they said okay yeah sure and they got her camera and she shot a take yeah of the scene and she goes great what's the next scene and the dad goes well now you need to do coverage she goes what's coverage They're like, well angles and stuff
2: yeah
1: and then she did a romantic comedy and then she did another and then she and now she's got like one that just came out and another one on the way it's called be care uh, sorry for the demon or hmm. be Have you heard about this one? Be careful of the demon or sorry for the demon. It doesn't sound familiar, but the girl who has a friend who's a demon. Sorry about that. Sorry about the demon. Yeah. Great. She's fantastically creative and she started at fourteen. Everyone should be ashamed of yourself. You all have (laughs) iPhone nineteen. Get to work.
0: (laughs) Right on, man. Well, yeah. They made
1: tangerine. I want to see peaches and like watermelon. I want to see cantaloupe out there. All right. Make it. Shit. Right on. Where can everyone find you on the
0: social medias?
1: Uh, website is keithcooganonline.com. Unfortunately, keithcoogan.com was taken by a lovely Irish couple <laughs> with a picture of them sitting on their lawn chairs, retirees, oh, and a single geez. page with text. Um, yeah, they're squatting on the domain, so that's fine. I went with yeah, keithcooganonline.com and Twitter and Instagram. It's just Keith Coogan. Yeah. Nothing. You know, Clever or short or anything like that. Awesome. Saucy nuts. Sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> my
0: friend had this. My friend had this uh, panda on Viagra, and anytime he had to like put in his blockbuster card, he had to say "panda on Viagra" or some stupid shit like that. Uh,
1: I hold on to a hotmail account I got in nineteen ninety seven. <laughs>
2: oh my god
1: three years before y2k so mind yeah, you yeah this is before real video existed this is before big brother premiered in uh Denmark and it was a live player on your computer and you could watch all the rooms in the house at once oh wow and then they Americanized it and turned it into a TV show but when they held a competition they turned to a camera of a pen of chickens yeah and we call it chicken cam. And so now the big running joke was anytime they cut to the chicken cam, they're like, something good's going man. They got the chicken cam on. <laughs> um, I've an internet. I had early internet in 86 when I got an Apple IIc and a 800 baud modem that went on the phone. Yeah. And it was, and uh, we dial into uh, message boards. Um, wow. You know, Ooh, Ultima 3 is coming out. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Good, good times. Good times are you alive? That's fucking cool. Oh, playing games like Zork and Leather Goddess Zork. of Phobos.
0: Oh my god,
1: Zork owns me.
0: That's something I have not heard of in forever. <laughs> fucking Zork! You needed like five disks to put in your IBM PC to like get that thing to go. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, dude, thank you so much. Uh, like thank I you. said, I, absolutely. I, I think I'm gonna start that, that movie podcast because we got to talk about more movies, dude. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And then we'll talk more about your sequel. Yeah. Let's do it. Awesome, man. I'll um I'll have this to you in a couple of days. It'll probably be out by tomorrow.
1: Oh man, I appreciate it. Yeah. And thanks guys for talking to you.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate it.
1: Stay dry. Stay safe.
0: Yeah, same, man. Thank you.
1: Thanks, man. Have a good one. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Peace. Peace.
0: That was awesome. That was Keith Coogan, not Kevin Coogan. Holy shit. I'm stupid. I am fucking. If you don't like the King Rock podcast, go blank yourself.